0: Welcome back to the Untold Immigration Podcast. You're here with Brian and Don, as always. And we are in the midst of some crazy times. I think much crazier than we would have imagined or even uh, dreamt of. Um, And it's funny, Don and I were talking about this before we started. There's just so much going on that we don't even know what to talk about because it's just, it's nonstop. And I don't think either one of us could have predicted the nonsense that they're setting us up for. Um, it's, it's just out of control. So we're going to talk about it. Um, try not to drive ourselves crazy. Hopefully, uh, you guys learned something, but, uh, with that done, hi Ben, what's new?
1: Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks, <laughs> yeah. uh, since January 20th. Um, Particularly in the past week, I think I've done four different shows on Fox. Um, of course, MSNBC and CNN would never have me on, as they, you know, wouldn't like what I have to say. But you know, there's so many different things going on that, uh, and every day there's a new one. Um, that I, it's just, you know. <laughs> I could use another uh, couple hours every day to yeah. just to be able to. Actually, I could use in a couple of couple of extra days in the week to be able to, you know, handle it all. And it it is, you know, as we were talking before we started, um, the stuff that's coming out of these guys. I mean, I mean, Biden's making the announcements, but he's not the, right. You know, who knows who's, you know, who's you know, pushing all, I guess it's all these different groups that, you know, he probably promised he would do whatever they said right. <laughs> and didn't bother to ask them what it was that they were going to do. Um, but the stuff, this it's it, the only, I guess, if you try to look for a silver lining, is that possibly they're overstepping so far that the courts, you know, as long as we can get people to file suit, will stop them. Um, you know, we did have the the lawsuit was filed for the hundred day. You know we're not going to deport anybody for a hundred days by the right. Texas Attorney General. And it just got extended. I mean, they 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 won the initial uh, lawsuit, um, but just for a period of time to and right. they just extended it for two more weeks. Um, The group, you know, uh, Advocates for Victims of Illegal Alien Crime that I'm the president of, we filed an amicus brief in support of um, the attorney general, and uh, it'll probably be around the 1st of March that uh, he has another hearing, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what he has to say. Now we need somebody to, and I've talked to various people about filing a lawsuit over the Fact that they're not going to enforce the law. I mean, they I guess you can't say they're not going to enforce the law at all, but they're not going to enforce it very much. <laughs> well, that's that's an understatement,
0: and I, I can tell you that. And this is this is why I think we were so scared, and this is one of the reasons that these guys are just pure evil. Is that they know all the right words to say. They know what to say to the public. They know what to put in a soundbite to make everyone all hunky-dory and feel like everything's just fine but one of the really alarming things that they're doing behind the scenes is they issued a set of guidelines to ICE and Border Patrol and presumably you know CBP and what it comes down to is the guidelines that they set in addition to the no removals for 100 days which is crazy but in addition to that they said the only people you can target for arrest are people that have been recently released from jail since like January 20th. I think the date was it that I I heard. So someone has to have been released from a jail after January 20th of 2021. They have to be convicted of an aggravated felony. Um, And because of COVID, they haven't really said it, but there are a lot of internal issues with bringing in people that aren't easily removable, which means mainly from Mexico and Canada. So, not only are they not deporting people, ICE has been basically told to stand down and do nothing because it, for anyone who's not familiar, an aggravated felony is its a specific term that they use in ICE and in the federal government, and it's defined in law and without getting too crazy about it, there are a lot of criteria that you have to meet to be considered an aggravated felon. So if you just think about it, there are very few aggravated felonies out there or felons out there, and they also have been... They would have had to have been released from custody within the last couple of weeks. So, even without removing anybody, they've also stopped enforcement. They brought enforcement to a to a near zero, which is disgusting. And that's the kind of those are the kind of tricks they play. That's what Obama did. I mean, oddly enough, Obama didn't even make it this bad. Um, at least under Obama, he allowed you know DUIs to be arrested or DUI convictions to be used for for an arrest. But now you have to be an aggravated felon and in in a place like California and I'm presuming like New York and in Illinois too, you have DAs that are taking these plea deals to get these guys a lesser sentence or they let them plead to a lesser charge. And a lot of times they do it so they can avoid immigration. So not only do you have the federal government trying to avoid illegal aliens getting arrested, you have a lot of local DAs that are sympathetic for whatever reason, or maybe they're being lazy, but they're allowing all these people to be released on the streets consequence-free, right? So now they, they plead to a lesser charge and they're not going to get arrested for deportation. And even if they get put into custody, they can't be removed, which is, which is utter nonsense. And I don't, it sounds crazy to say it, but I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I think, I think that these guys, they do this on purpose. They know most people don't understand Immigration system, so they just come up with these platitudes and these, uh, you know, these vague statements that sound good that are, you know, focus group tested, and they just go out there and say it. But then on the backside, they're causing utter chaos and destruction. And I don't know what their what their end game is here. I, I mean, uh, I do, but it's hard to justify any legitimate reason for any of this stuff. It, it, if you know how this works, none of this makes any sense because it's clear they don't want to deport anyone, they don't want anyone arrested. They don't want immigration law enforced at all, you know, except in the most extreme of circumstances, which considering there's somewhere between 10 and 3 million illegals in the country, that's a huge swath of criminals that you're just saying, yeah, whatever. And then to make it worse, not only are they saying, we're not going to deport people, we're not going to even arrest them. You have the press secretary who just said today, she's making statements like, it's not time to come yet. Right. And she said things like that before, where it's like, what are you talking about? It's not time to come yet. What does that mean? You know it, it, And you have to look at this stuff in, in you have to look at the totality of what they're saying, because it, it's all nonsense. They're, they're openly saying, "Come to America, we're not going to arrest you. we're not going to deport you. Even if you commit a crime, we're still not going to deport you." And the word is out that, or that Biden's going to try to give out amnesty. You know they haven't said that, but that's kind of the undertone of what
1: they're saying. So no, he, he said that. He's he, oh, he was very yeah. clear that he's going to give amnesty. To, you know, you're right, he did say that. Up to 11 million. You know, yeah. Well, he didn't say up to for the 11 million that are here. So yeah. of course the first question is what if there's 20 million he give an amnesty to them but Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I
0: don't like it it kind of leaves me speechless. You're right, he did say that and I I, I guess I misspoke but <laughs> I guess what I'm thinking of is recently he hasn't said recently but the the word on the street For all the illegals, they don't understand that nuance. All they hear is come to America, you're not gonna get deported, and you're gonna get amnesty. And I'm sure the smugglers are telling them the same thing: hey, pay us the 10 grand, we'll get you to America. Biden's never gonna deport you, and he's gonna give you citizenship and all your kids. So, you know, let's go. Like
1: it's it's utter nonsense. They made it clear right now, it's catch and release. Yeah. And and why, right? I mean, even if they understood, if I was there and I understood the nuance. Why would I not come now when I know that they're going to let me in? They're not even going to test me whether I have COVID or not. And as long as, and since I quote, haven't been there before, and I don't have any criminal record in in the United States, nothing's going yeah. to show up, and they're going to let me in, yep. and they'll give me a notice to appear that'll, you know, probably be 20 years from now, on, and uh, I won't appear, and that'll be the end of it. So, well, I mean, they, 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 you know, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, we, we dropped a billion dollars in this pit, yeah. in, but don't go there now to go pick it up. You know? you know, there's nobody there watching it, but don't go now. Wait until some other, yeah. you know, we'll tell you when you can go get it. And yeah, everybody's going to say, okay, I won't do it. Well, she's a moron. I mean because she's she, saying things she just you know I mean think, I know what their end game is but she can't even play it out properly.
0: Do you think though do you think she really is or do you think that someone's telling her just don't say anything. Just do you think someone's telling her to be intentionally vague?
1: Because Well, I think I, she well, yes, they're telling her to be vague but I think she's not doing a very good job of being vague. <laughs> like you just said Don't come yet. (laughs) Where where of course it should be, don't come, we're setting up new policies, and you'll have to follow those policies. That's what you should say, even if you're not going to have any new policies, and then you're just going to let them come anyway. But as soon as you say to somebody, you know, it's like, Hey, don't open that door, (laughs) you know. I mean, how many moves have you seen when the person don't open that door? What do they do? They open the door. And it's just human nature to do that. You know, it was interesting yesterday, um, Bill Hemmer was talking with, uh, you know, a couple of different people and they were, you know, they were talking about, you know, these policies and everything. And, and it was, you know, the one, one guy, the guy who was the, you know, on the, the liberal side of the issue You know, was well no, you know, we're gonna they're gonna do all these things and and the whole thing was that and again it was Saki saying that's how you pronounce her name, Jen Saki, I think it is. I have another name. I have another in
0: four that I probably can't repeat on the air.
1: That we well, yeah, (laughs) but um that we, we haven't developed our plan yet. So his comment was he said, Well, you know, it why you have all these plans for everything. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not have a plan for this? And, yeah. and I know Bill, and I'm going to just send him a little note, it was the right thing to say, but the point is they do have their plan. Their plan is to let in as many people yeah. as they can. And only maybe because people started rushing the borders so quickly yeah. <laughs> that they were too stupid to realize that that would happen. Or maybe they didn't care, but I got to tell you, and I haven't done this, and I should have done it this week. But probably with the impeachment thing, it's get eating up all the news. I, I want to hear what MSNBC and CNN are saying about what's going on. So maybe if the impeachment thing ends, then they'll, you know, it'll get talked about a little more because. I guarantee you, if you watch those stations or read the LA Times, New York Times, whatever, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you, I, I and I think I mentioned this at our last call. I, I recorded MSNBC from seven in the morning to eleven at night, the two days yeah. after those riots started in Guatemala, yeah. people were trying. You know, they never mentioned anything. It ne- it just yeah. never even came up. That you know, and so if, if yeah. that you know, and, and L.A. Times, what well, the L.A. Times did in a in a uh, in, on an internet uh, story, but never in the newspaper. Right. So it you know, you keep the public stupid about things, or and they you know, they don't know. That's, um, yeah. I no,
0: I totally agree, and I think, I mean, it, it's it's so bizarre. Like if you just didn't know anything and just looked at this objectively, you know, say you weren't informed or you're from another country or whatever. And you looked at this, this wouldn't make sense to anybody because they're saying like they're getting upset about not having prepared, but the reason they haven't prepared, well, they don't have a reason for not being prepared, but they're advocating for giving out freebies. And then they're surprised when people show up at the border. It's like, well, we're not ready for this. Well, okay. But whose fault is that? Right? you're telling the world that we're not going to deport you, and we're going to give you amnesty and make you citizens. What do you think was going to happen? I mean, that's that's stupid in and of itself. But then to say, well, we're not prepared. Well, who's like whose fault is that? Right, you created this mess. And I almost think two things. One, I I think I, I don't. I think this is done intentionally. I think that they're counting on the media to keep everyone in the dark, and I think they want to create such a mess in the system that they're going to do what Obama did which it's a lot of the same people they're going to do what Obama did and say we don't have the time to process all these people so therefore we have to give them prosecutorial discretion so all the hundreds of thousands of people that got let in right we're just going to forget about them right we're not they're not they're going to go to court and we're going to dismiss their case and then they'll just be they'll just be gone in the wind right because that's exactly what Obama did there were thousands of cases that were just closed for no reason other than prosecutorial discretion right and what was really evil about what obama did is they were given out like legal status on the back side even when there was no legal basis to do it right and i don't really know how widespread that was i can't say it was a 100 or 50 percent but i know what happened just because of the people that we talked to so these guys know how to play the system but it's if you have even a basic understanding of how it works you, you see right through this it's all nonsense like they're
1: well, but because the thing is, they again, they what's the the guy, the the temporary head of ice, Tay Johnson or something something like, yeah, something like that what, you know whatever. So he puts out this you know memo saying that we're only going to you know deal with these people, right And then again, Miss Saki <laughs> is talking about it and says, well, we have to set you know pri- our priorities. Right. And and it's like, wait a minute. (laughs) We've you've essentially, you being ICE, have essentially have had the same budget now for four Mm -hmm. years. And you still have that budget. Who knows what it'll be next, you know, next budget session when you don't put any money in for ICE or Border Patrol. But right now you have the same budget. So if if under the Trump team, they could, you know. Deport a hundred thousand people, you know internally, I'm not talking about at the border, a hundred thousand people. why can't you do that now? Even still concentrating on national security right. and you know all the things they said. And it was interesting. I didn't finish reading it yet, but uh, Jessica Vaughan at the Center for Immigration Studies, and her stuff is impeccable. She really does her homework. <laughs> she analyzed the deportations for 2018 mm. and went through and there were i think this again interior right. deportations there were 90, over 96,000 if the standards they just announced today or just announced a couple of days ago right. were in place then they would have deported thir- about 3700 people so you're basically saying we don't have the time to, yep. to deal with 93,000 people even though we have the same staff, the same budgets, right. everything's the same but we can't handle them. We can only handle 3700. Now that's that's criminal and that comes back to my original point about this is going to have to be dealt with by lawsuits. Right. And and you know the executive branch their job is to enforce the law right. and they have some discretion but you can't you can't first tie people this would be like telling you know every police department in the country has to have at least 5 people you know 24/7 on tidal wave watch <laughs> even in Kansas? Yeah. You know, do we have to do that? Yeah. yeah, you do. And then saying, and then the, the police department said, well, we don't have enough staff to do our job. Yeah. Well, take those five people. So it's the same thing here that you you have the people, you're make. it sounds great, like you said earlier, they know what's that. Yeah, so we're going to concentrate on national security. Well, okay, We've always been concentrating on right. national security at least you know from the DHS perspective so why now do you have to have everybody concentrate right. on that and do nothing else or telling like every police department you know this goes back to the broken windows theory right. you can't just say okay why don't we have every cop in whatever city it is all you're going to do is deal with murder cases right? Because then everything else will go crazy, right. and murder will go crazy too, even though that's where you have right. everybody, because that's just what well, ends up happening. The, the irony Do They of, want that to happen.
0: <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, and that's why, we're, that's why I like to talk about this. And uh, what's really sick, I, mean, I keep saying that, but there's just like, one of the things that's so sick about this. They talk about national security. Well, okay, fine, let's talk about national security. Let's talk about the 9-11 hijackers, right? The 9-11 hijackers were low-level illegal aliens, right? Some of them had status. Some of them were tourists. Some of them should have been deported. But they were low-level people. So just like we talked about before with the sanctuary stuff and, you know, California and Illinois and stuff, the federal government has now implemented a policy that if ICE or any other immigration officer came across the 9-11 hijackers today, they couldn't touch them, right? So how does that help national security, right? You're saying we're gonna wait until a serious crime gets committed. So it's like, okay, taking these laws into context, let's bring it back to 9-11 and say, okay, so we shouldn't have deported the 9-11 hijackers, but then after they killed 5,000 people, well, now, now it's national security, now it's cool. After billions of dollars of destruction, right? After thousands of people got killed instantly, and after tens of thousands of people died after the fact, well, now now, now they're deportable, right? It, Like it's nonsense. It's utter nonsense to to say that none of that makes any sense. And to go back to what you said earlier too, about the budget and stuff, you have to think about it like this. Think about ice as almost like a car factory in that it costs a certain amount of money to turn the lights on. It costs a certain amount of money to keep the cars running. The payroll of ice hasn't changed because they have the same amount of employees, right? So all of the fixed costs of ice have stayed the same, right? So what does it cost to process one alien through an ice facility? I don't know the answer, but if you process one person per day, that cost to process that alien goes up exponentially. Whereas if you do your job as efficiently as possible and arrest as many illegal aliens as you possibly can, based on the resources you have, the cost to process and remove aliens goes down exponentially. Because now instead of taking a bus to another facility that has two aliens on it, there are 40 or 50 aliens on there, right? Or if you're flying, if you're taking a flight overseas, you're deporting a whole plane full of people to another country instead of one or two. So it's all nonsense. None of it makes any sense. And what another part of this that people won't ever talk about is, you know, they like to say, well, we don't have the resources to process. And the, the one bottleneck in this whole system that is a legitimate complaint in a weird way is... The court system doesn't have the man hours to process all of these cases. I do agree with that because there are more aliens getting put into the system than the courts can actually process. That is a problem. But then the question you have to ask is, well, why? Why is it a problem? And over the years, Congress has written laws to give all these loopholes to the aliens that are in the immigration court system. So instead of someone going in front of a judge saying, where are you born? How did you come into the country? Do you have legal status? Right? Instead of asking some basic questions and then ordering that person deported, these immigration cases drag on for years. Right Now, this is for someone who's never been deported before. But in order to get that deportation order, it potentially could take years. So if you really wanted to fix the system, if you really wanted to focus your resources, they should be telling Congress, you need to write us laws that streamline the immigration court system so some alien doesn't have, doesn't have the ability to spend 10 years in the court system fighting their case, right? That's the issue. So it's not, the answer isn't, let's not arrest anybody. The answer is, let's fix the courts. Let's write laws that allow people to be removed more efficiently because sadly, the Trump administration was trying to do that. They were trying to implement different procedures that were on the books that allowed Border Patrol and ICE to process aliens more efficiently. They were trying to implement that and they met. They got met with a lot of feedback and if... <laughs> I don't know that it was ever really fully implemented because they were sued constantly over it, but that's the way you address it. How do we do, how do we do the job more efficiently? How do we arrest more people? Because like we've talked about, they're creating a problem that's going to start feeding itself because now the more people that come here, now the more, the system gets more overwhelmed. Now, because the system's overwhelmed, they say we have to focus our resources and because they're focusing the resources on such a small group of people, more people realize that they can come to the us illegally and the chance of them getting caught is slim to none. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and it's, it's all nonsense. None of it makes any sense. Well, in,
1: in, in any, you know, I've had this fight with you know friends a long time talking about, um, you know, when you get into prison reform and and all these things, and and you know, I'm not. The guy who wants to chop off the hand of a 10-year-old because he was shoplifting. <laughs> you know, and I and I clearly believe, yeah, there are people in prison that maybe you shouldn't be, people in prison for longer times than they shouldn't be. Um, but I also know that if the penalty is not severe enough, you know, as the penalty decreases, the recidivism increases. <laughs> Because there's, you know, there's, I mean, you know, how many people would pay their taxes if the only penalty was if we catch you, you have to pay your taxes. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But the 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 fact that you're going to get charged a penalty, you're going to get charged interest, and it gets very expensive. So most people say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay my taxes. So we we have a system that rewards (laughs) coming into the country illegally. Exactly. And, and and now we have a system that not only rewards coming into the country illegally, but rewards committing crimes once you're here. So of course, people who are, you know, who came in anyway and don't seem to have a problem breaking the law, they're gonna you know do it even more. So what's happened is we had a system, you know, the whole purpose of the immigration system and the law was was pretty clear. If you come here illegally, you get deported, and there were some exceptions. Right. We've turned it around to If you come here illegally, you don't get deported, right. but we'll have a few exceptions that you will get deported. So of course, it doesn't work. You know, when these guys talk about you know, oh, you know a border wall doesn't you know doesn't do any good and and whatever. It, okay, if you want to argue that, then you can't argue that. But we want border security and do what you're doing. Right. And that's what, they're, that's what they're doing. So if you don't want a wall, then you have to let people know if you come here illegally, you're not going to be able to stay. Right. And we will deport you very quickly. And if you come back, you're going to jail for a long time. Right. And people wouldn't come. And they certainly wouldn't come back if they the ones that did come. But we do just the opposite, and then right, scratching your head, why? Why are they doing this? But the thing is, now you have the people that are in control. Uh, they want these people to come. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching some of the, you know, the the uh, impeachment hearing and and some things before, and you know, if you had, you know, uh, Ocasio Cortez with, oh, I was scared that I was going to be killed. And then in the impeachment hearing, Jamie Raskin the saying, oh, we were all so afraid we we're gonna be. You know what? You may want to bleep this, but fuck you. Yeah. My kid was killed because of you, yeah. and because of what you refused to do. I have I I'm not gonna shed anything that you were afraid that you may have been killed. Yeah. And and what are you doing now? You're oh, let's let's put a Border wall around the Capitol yeah. building. And, you know, I mean, I did some quick math the other day and I don't know. I mean, it, it, I may be a little off on the numbers, but you'll get the point. It's, and I lived in DC, not well outside, right outside of DC. So I was in DC a lot. My guess is around the Capitol building, this, the perimeter, it's probably two miles if mm-hmm. you, you know, walk all the way around it. There's 2,300 Capitol Hill police. And if you figure that each one's working, you know, an eight-hour shift, you've got about one cop every 10 feet right. around the building. You look at Border Patrol, you've got one Border Patrol eight, and, and plus the fact it's all lit up, right. it's very easy to see everything that's going on. Um, you've got surveillance over, you know, everything. I mean, it's it's probably the best thing you could have if you're trying to protect. An area—it's flat. There's nowhere to hide.
0: And it's the same. It's the same country, so people can't run over an imaginary line and hide. Right. Yeah. Then you. Then
1: you look at our. You know, two thousand plus mile border, and you got one person. You know, assuming they're working like twelve hour shifts, not even eight hour shifts. If you got one person every, you know, seven or eight miles, (laughs) and. You expect them to. I mean, what are they going to do? You can have as many drones as you want. You can have, you know, uh, motion detector sensors and whatever. But if it's all wide open and people can just run in, which is why they put up the fencing around the yeah. Capitol, you can't stop them. Well, so it's so these people. It's like, you know, I I wish I could, you know, get up in front of one of these people and say, what? Is, why do you? Deserve all this security, and we get nothing. (laughs) Not only do we get nothing, but you're allowing criminals to come in, and you know some of them are going to be criminals. That's you know,
0: if you ever had a chance to talk to Ocasio, not that she would ever respond or anything, but I would love to throw that GAO report in her face that we talk about, and I know there are many more like it, but I, I like to reference that one, but you know, all the people that the GAO found, all the illegal aliens that were convicted of rape, all the illegal aliens that were convicted of murder, right? At the the bare minimum, there's one victim for each one of those people that is in custody. Because we know a lot of people never get caught. We know people plead other charges. But we're talking about actual convictions of people in custody. It's like, you were afraid for your life, but yet you're advocating for a system that's going to continue this um lack of enforcement which leads to these deaths right all that we know all the people that well there's a rogue chance most of those people would still be alive if we enforced our immigration law cuz those aliens wouldn't have been here to commit those crimes and we know there were 35,000 convictions of aliens for murder we know it was almost 200,000 convictions for rape in that 5-year period so i would love to get in her face and say Why don't you talk to these 200,000 women that are rape victims? Explain to them how you think that you're entitled to this, but they're not, right? 200,000 rape victims. I want you to answer to them, Ocasio-Cortez, right? I want you to talk to the families of the people that are murdered, right? Not even killed accidentally, not even vehicular manslaughter, but murder, right? Actual murder, right? So at a minimum, that's 35,000. And then it's not including people that were killed accidentally or people that were killed you know, in DUI crashes, because that's not usually considered murder, right? So explain to these people why you're so special, right? Not that I'm advocating violence uh, against anybody. Please don't, you know, don't misunderstand. But it's like you're afraid for your life, and then you demand every possible level of protection that's possible, you know, that's feasible. But yet the American people, the American taxpayer that put you in that office, no, that's cool. We're going to keep the borders wide open. We're not going to deport criminals. We're not even going to go looking for them. We're just going to allow people to be here. Never mind, you know, the local crime. Mm -hmm. Never mind the terrorism aspect of it. Never mind, you know, for all the the talk about the 2016 election being fraudulent, right? How does that help our election integrity when you bring in millions and millions of people you have no idea who they are, right? I mean, ask yourself, does that help or does that hurt the integrity of our elections, right? None of this makes any sense. And, and it, it's so true. Everything benefits them. Everything is for the politicians. Everything is about making them safer. Everything's about making them richer, but the American people who the government is supposed to work for, right? Of the people, by the people and for the people, we get the shaft constantly and they just come up with lies and platitudes and these,
1: you know, flowery well, statements. They, again, they know they're protected. No one, no one, who they will, they're willing, you know, media who they're willing to speak to will ever ask them that question. And yeah, I'm trying to remember somebody, and, I, and I'm maybe before we end, I'll remember it. But somebody, I think it was Ali Velci on MSNBC, asked a question just to, to one of these people, not anything as serious as what we were just talking about, but it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you asked that question. I'll have to try to remember what it was because it was so out of character that they'd be asked that question on, oh, I remember now I remember what it was. Yes, it was with the Maxine Waters. Yeah. And and, and it was, you know, the question was, well, why isn't what you did yeah. insight, you know inciting whatever? And she, of course, you know, just... Lied her way around it, saying that she didn't say what they had on tape, or saying, um, and he didn't push it, and she'll probably never appear on his show again. (laughs) Um, But it was it it was so, you know, when I heard that, I was like, why am I stunned that something that's such a, you know, a question that any journalist on any station or any newspaper should ask, but it shocked me. That they asked that question. Yeah. And I look, I, I'm wondering. And I, you know, when I was on the other night, one of the shows I wanted to, and I just didn't get time to say this about, you know, these, no, you know, we're not going to arrest we're not going to deport DUI people. And, and I'm like, where the hell's mad? Yeah. Who the hell, you know, and then, the, you know, the, the, you know, um, domestic violence, where the hell's Alyssa Milano? I mean, somebody give me her email. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to ask her, why aren't you screaming and yelling? And I'll tell you a quick story mad. When I first, the first time I ever testified, it was June of 2011 or July of 2011. And it wasn't even had nothing to do with directly illegal aliens, it was just impounding the cars of unlicensed drivers. Right. It didn't matter if you were legal or not. When you get stopped at a sobriety checkpoint or you get stopped somewhere, the cars should be impounded. And the bill was to stop. Impounding the cars only of illegal aliens, not not citizens who didn't have a license, but illegal aliens. And there was a guy, you know, whatever his title was for California, mm-hmm. was there testifying on the right, you know, on my side that these car this this is a terrible bill, and the car should be um, impounded. And I, even though my son wasn't killed, but the guy was not drunk, but. You know, as I'm looking at cases and seeing all the stuff and the statistics and how high they are, particularly for unlicensed drivers, I thought, okay, well, this guy can help because that's all all I was just fighting driver's license, you know, that nothing immigration wise. Well, it's almost 10 years. No one from MAD has ever talked to me again, (laughs) responded to any of my emails, or you know, showed up in any of these hearings that I, I've been at, again, not on the illegal alien side. And where are you? you know, <laughs> Why are you okay with drunk drivers now? If, if, if you weren't okay for, I don't know, 30 years over drunk drivers, but now if they're here illegally, you're, you want to protect them? Yeah. So um, it's, you
0: know. well, I mean, that that's crazy too. I mean, that.
1: Well, it's not the drunk driving, it's the wokeness of illegal aliens. Yeah. Oh, well, we can't say anything that, that, you know, is going to be negative towards people here illegally.
0: Well, the funny thing is about that, you don't even necessarily have to say anything about illegal aliens, right? You're not, you could just say, how could you not arrest someone who's been arrested? How could you not deport someone who's been arrested for a DUI, right? So not only are they committing a crime, but just let him, let ICE take them out of the country. That's one less drunk driver on the road, which is what Matt has been advocating for
1: yeah, forever. Yeah, that, that that makes it an that makes it an illegal alien issue. Well, because if you listen to Saki, <laughs> um, she said, "Oh, we we're not telling the local police that yeah. they shouldn't arrest and and prosecute these people." Well, I would hope not, but but you are saying, but after you're done with them let them go we don't want them (laughs) yeah and you know
0: (laughs) well i mean that's like that's ridiculous too but you said one thing a couple months ago that is going to come back into play but remember everyone out there remember when trump was talking about ending asylum and and trying to reduce the amount of people coming across illegally and everything else and one of the things that was people were yelling about was how these women are fleeing domestic violence right they're fleeing Domestic violence, they're fleeing their abusers, we have to let them in the country, right? We have to protect them because they're fleeing these horrific relationships. It's like, okay, um that's usually not true, but let's assume for a second that it is true. Well, now with your policy, the borders are open, nobody gets arrested, nobody gets deported. So if there is a woman that is genuinely fleeing an abusive relationship and they come to the United States their abuser essentially gets to follow them into the country, continue to beat them without consequence. So what is it, right? Are are we trying to protect women from violence or does everyone just get to come here and then magically that mythical woman that's in an abusive relationship, she doesn't exist anymore. Like, you know, what happened to that? Is anyone even talking about that anymore? Because that's literally what they're saying. They're saying you can come here illegally, You can beat your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Right. Do anything up to almost killing her, and we're still not going to deport you. So, so then what does that woman now? Does she have to flee to Canada? Like, is that what we're saying?
1: <laughs> like, maybe, you know? maybe that's the plan. We'll let in so many bad people that the illegal people that are that aren't doing bad things other than being here illegal and might maybe some minor things, so that they flee. <laughs> so we we can have just criminals here. Well, you know, see, this is when, when you. When you have stupid policy and then stupider answers for stupid policy, it all starts to feed on itself. Yeah, and it can't, and, and it, it doesn't pass any scrutiny. And it, you know it's typically you know if you have a six-year-old child <laughs> and you know you ask them why they just ate a whole bag of cookies and they start giving you the answers, well they're ridiculous. Yeah. The answer's the answer's real simple. I like cookies. <laughs> you know, that's that's why I ate them all. But you know th- they're not going to say that. They try to get around it. So that so these guys are getting caught in their own stupidity. The only difference is it's deadly. Yeah. Or it's harmful at the at the least end, but it's deadly at the worst end. And and they don't seem to care. And which is why I'm, you know, I'll and I know I got a lot of grief when I said this once, but I'll say it again. Somebody, one of their loved ones, has to be killed by something that they've allowed to happen. Maybe that will stop this, or maybe that will change the narrative a little bit. And I and I don't say that vindictively, because I don't want any, I mean, I do what I do so nobody gets killed. Right. But if if thousands of Americans that are nobodies can get killed every year and you're not going to do anything about it, well, maybe you'll do something about it if it's your kid or your parent or your brother or sister. Yeah. And, and and if one, if just one gets killed and you do something about it, then there's there's, okay, there's some purpose to it. Because otherwise, you're going to have thousands get killed. You don't care about my kid getting killed. Why should I care about yours getting killed? I do, but why should I?
0: Well, sadly, as much as I agree with you, I think some of these politicians are so power hungry. I don't think they would care. You know, like I agree with the sentiment, but at the same time, I would bet that if someone's child were to be killed, it wouldn't matter. I think they would just be like, well,
1: oh, well, it's. You You, you might be right. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I'd like to give it a test. Well, you know, <laughs> one, I, yeah,
0: I, I hate, I don't want to wish for that, but I, it would be interesting to see how it played out. But I think one of the cases that's interesting about that is, um, I forget her name now, but there was a girl that was killed in Iowa. You probably remember. Um is this Molly Tibbetts? Yeah, Molly Tibbetts. And actually even Kate Steinley's parents to a degree, you know, but I, I think the Tibbetts family was a little more adamant about it. Pretty early on, they came out and said, We don't want to make this an illegal alien issue, you know, and that was their they weren't politicians, that was their own daughter. You know, so there there is this weird disconnect between a lot of people, not just politicians, but even when their own family gets killed, they don't, they don't see it. And it's weird. You know, it, it, I think I've said it before, you know, all these people talk about gun control and stuff. It's like, well, we have to ban guns. We have to take guns out of the hands of people because you know, this might happen or this or that might happen. it's like, okay, that's fine. But the same people that advocate for that are advocating for open borders. You know, it's like, well, if people get killed by a gun, then we have to do something. But if they get killed by an illegal alien, well, no, we don't want to you know, we don't want to talk about that.
1: You know, it's, I, I understand the, you know, I mean, the thing is, I don't, I don't want to demonize every person that's here illegally. I understand why they come, you know, most come and, and I understand, or I think if I was in the same position as they were poor, no opportunity that I might have done the same thing. I'm not condoning no. it, but yeah. I can see I might have done the same thing. I think what happens with people like the Tibbets and the Steinleys is that and and in both cases with, I mean I tried to get in touch with the Tibbets family, had no luck. I did manage to talk to one of the well, I had met the father, mother and father for a short period of time at the, that hearing back in 2015, but you know, I tried to get in touch with them many times to, you know, Talk to them about all this, and you know they didn't want to, and that's their prerogative. Right. But I think what happens is that they, you know, they look at it like, well, what happened is a terrible thing, but it's you know, let's put it this way: if 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 my kid had been killed by a meteor falling from the sky, I would not have expected the federal government to put up a meteor protection right. system. Right. Because one person in possibly the history of recorded time was killed by a meteor. And I think so I think when you look at like Tibbetts and, and Steinleys, maybe they, you know, because of where they looked and because they never went digging deeper, like I did, is that they looked at it as, yes, this was a terrible thing, but it's so rare. And yes, yeah. it's unfortunate, but why should all of these people that are so wonderful and pay all these taxes and do all these great things, why should they be all punished because of this one aberration? And I, you'd be surprised at how many people that that I know. I mean, these some of these people are are do news. They don't do immigration news, but they're in the news business. And I'd say to them, Kate Steinley, and they look at me, who? <laughs> yeah. Now I expect the general public. I mean, I used to always say, well, half the people think Kate Steinley was the first person killed by an illegal alien, and the other half never heard of her. But when you're talking to news people and they don't know who she was, there it's like, <laughs> how could that be? And remember, she got more publicity yeah. about her death probably a to- hundred times more than anybody else, yep. maybe a thousand times more, because most of them get none, and still they, had no, they have no knowledge. So I could easily see the parents thinking, yeah, this was terrible, but it's you know just one of those things that's so bad, but it doesn't happen, what, why should I get involved? And what am I getting involved in? And again, why do I want to blame this guy who's just out there mowing lawns and hasn't, you know, doesn't do anything bad? Because they don't know how it all feeds on itself.
0: Yeah.
1: No. You know, it's it's all of those good people. Quote. Let me put quotes around all those good people that are here illegally. That that let's say aren't committing other crimes, but they're the ones that created sanctuary policy right. that protects, or sanctuary policy was created for them, even though it really has almost nothing to do with them. Right that lets other people get out. I mean, to me, it's like, you're, you know, you're an accessory before the fact, <laughs> even yeah. if you don't know it, that's, that's what they should all be charged with.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I guess I think maybe my, my perspective is a little different. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think you're probably right. I think for me though, like if something were to, something bad were to happen to me or someone in my family, I think I would be a little more curious though. Like maybe that's just my personality. So maybe that's why.
1: You would think so, but I mean, look, some people, I think it. you know, they think if I ignore it, it'll go away. Even though they know it never will. And it, and it stays with you forever, but, and it is hard. I mean, I've spoken to people who, you know, they want to get involved and then they don't and they get, or maybe they got involved a little bit and they said, it's too hard. I can't, Relive this every day.
0: Yeah,
1: and um, and I could, you know, I could see that. I was as I, as we were talking again before we came on, and I was listening to that woman in Los Angeles, whose son was brutally murdered. I and mean, has nothing to do with immigration, but it has to do with losing a child. Yeah. her her son was, you know, brutally murdered, and the, uh, you know, he's was up for parole. And at the parole hearing, the, the POS attorney, uh, district attorney of Los Angeles, this guy, George Gascon, yeah. said, you know, no, nobody, you know, now you represent the people. This is a hearing for the people, but we're not going to send a DA to be with you. You have to do this yourself. Yeah. And listening to her, I mean, her son was killed longer than, you know, further than my son was killed the anguish, the, the fear, the, I mean, I can't even think of all the adjectives in her voice as to how upsetting this was. And she made a, she did make a comment. This is never going to go away. They keep making me relive it. And, you know, you think what's, what is the matter with (laughs) the people that are supposed to take care of us, yeah. us being the law-abiding citizens of the United States or whatever state. What is – are you all – are all these people sociopaths? I,
0: they have to be. I mean, I, there, there's, I think there's more to it than that. But I like I mean, we could probably do a whole series of shows on Gascon, even though he's only been in office for a couple of weeks. But it, it's the same kind of mentality. And I, I don't – I would love to get in there. Well, maybe I'd be scared of what I found. But I'd love to get in their heads. Like, how do you justify any of this? You know, what, what Gascon does, what L.A. County does. I mean, you know, there was a story a couple months ago and it's still happening. But, you know, they're talking about the L.A. County Sheriff's Department releasing something like, was it 30,000 illegal aliens that ICE wanted to take custody of, custody oh, yeah. of in one year, right? So that's, that's 30,000 criminals in L.A. County that presumably could have at the very least been held in custody longer, if not deported. Right so if you live in LA county how do you justify that how do you justify putting criminals back on the street needlessly right and they're not just illegal aliens selling fruit on the street corner because in LA county you don't get arrested for that right i mean we see what's happening in LA so we're talking about serious crimes enough to get sent to jail right these aren't citations on the street for you know a tail light these are serious crimes that people committed maybe they were convicted maybe not but yeah, well, and they had the opportunity to turn them over to ICE. And, you know, if anyone's familiar with Los Angeles, ICE has a major facility right in downtown Los Angeles. So there's no excuse. ICE would have gone and picked them up. It, it, it You know, it, there, there was no excuse for it. But yeah, they put 30,000 criminals back on the street. Probably, I'm assuming a lot of them are gang members because it's Los Angeles. But you have an opportunity to get them out of the country, right? And when you tell these criminals that, They're not going to be turned over to ICE. Where do you think they're going to go? So all the gang members from El Salvador or wherever else they're coming from, they're going to go to the sanctuary counties where they know they're not going to get touched. And and the sad part is they end up victimizing innocent people. And a lot of times they end up victimizing illegal aliens that have no other crimes, right? And I don't – you know, if you're an illegal alien, you should be deported. But I don't want to see someone become a victim of a crime – Needlessly, regardless of their immigration status, I don't want to see any harm befall anyone. Regard, you know, if they're innocent, if, they, if they're a normal person, they shouldn't be subjected to a violent crime of a gang member. You know, but but that's the system they create, and it it's it's mind boggling because it doesn't make any sense. It,
1: well, the the you know, ironically, the show I was on the other night, the, one of the questions asked to me was not really question. It was more that. A comment where they said, "Well, you know, the advocates say that releasing these people um, makes the the rest of the people unafraid to call, you know, the police and report crimes." And I, I said, "That's utter nonsense. I know they say that. I mean, right. they say that all the time. There's no record of it whatsoever. That it's that it you know that it happens." but it's like self-perpetuating if you keep releasing the same people so that the people who are then the victims will call right. the police, but then you keep releasing them. Right. What's the point? You know,
0: you know, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. Like that's, that's just another platitude that was probably focus tested or focus group tested. But I mean, really think about that. If you're an illegal alien and, and you call the police department LAPD or whatever other agency, they're not going to be asking what your immigration status is if you're calling to report a crime. Like, I know there, I know I've know i seen one or two stories of where that's happened, but you can find one or two stories of anything happening, right? Just like, like you said, somebody being killed by a meteorite. I'm sure it's happened somewhere in the history of the planet, but that doesn't happen, right? Even ICE, right? Even when illegal aliens report crimes to ICE, that doesn't mean they get deported. Oftentimes when you're the victim of a crime, you're eligible for different types of visas. Like we've probably talked about it before, the, the U visa, right? So no, they say, like you said, they say it, but there's no proof that it happens on a widespread basis. So like,
1: I, it makes fact, no You sense. know what? That, that comes from the advocates. The advocates tell these people, no, yeah, yeah. they tell them, be afraid. I mean I when I yeah. testified last as over a year ago January right before covid shut down I was in Massachusetts testifying um on a sanctuary bill that they were trying to pass and one of the things you know they had all these doctors and getting up talking about you know why these people needed to be protected and then unfortunately in these things you know if once you speak you don't get to speak again right and but I'm sitting there thinking Wait a minute. These people are all pretended protected by HIPAA laws. (laughs) It doesn't just protect citizens. You don't need anything special. The the doctor, if the doctor called the police and said, hey, there's this illegal alien here, come get him. That doctor would be criminally charged for violating HIPAA. But they, one after another, gets up and says this, oh, we have people that are afraid to come in to see us because... They're afraid they're going to be reported. Well, you can tell them right now. We're not a. We don't know. We don't ask you whether you are or not, and even if we know, we don't talk to the police about our patients under federal law. We're not allowed. Right. But they don't want to say that. So I'm sure they say to these. They're they're constantly telling these people, be afraid. Yeah. And there are things, if you're here illegally, there's certainly things you need to be afraid about, but you don't need to be afraid about going to the doctor.
0: Well, you know, the other thing, too, and no one would ever say this, and you probably get banned on social media for suggesting it, but someone really needs to stand up at some point and say, if you're afraid of calling the police because you're here illegally, or you're afraid of going to the doctor because you're here illegally, there's an easy solution for that. Right. (laughs) It's go home right? You chose to come here illegally. You chose to put yourself in this position, right? You chose to break the law, whether you knew it was a law or not, but you chose to come here without the proper immigration papers, right? You made that choice. So whose fault is that? Why is it our fault, right? Why is it the people's fault? Why do we have to cater to people that broke the law? And that, that is one of, one of many things that's so frustrating about this, is that the perspective has changed in that no one ever wants to to start from zero and say, no, you don't belong here, right? I don't care that you're afraid to go to the doctor. I don't care that you're afraid to call the police, then leave, right? If you're you're living in fear of deportation, right? Then leave, right? You don't wanna send your kids to school because you're afraid of getting deported. Well, again, whose fault is that? You came here illegally. You chose to have kids here knowing you're here illegally. That's not our fault, right? You broke the law. Right? That's the same as if someone broke into a house that wasn't theirs and said, well, I'm living in fear of getting evicted. Well, okay, but you broke into the house. Right? You put yourself in a position where you shouldn't be. So whose fault is that? Right? Well, I don't want to call the electric company or the gas company because they might find out I'm living in the house illegally. So what would we do then? Would we say, well, the electric company can't report you to the police because they found out that you don't live in this house? right? <laughs> That's nonsense. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like I've said before, it's like driving down driving down the road and seeing a house that you like that's for sale, and be like, um, "I want to move into that house." Of course, I don't have a mortgage for it, but I'm going to move in there, and I'll figure it out after the fact. Well, no, it doesn't work that way, right? You don't just get to do things because you want to do it, and then try to figure out how no. how to how to correct
1: it later. No, it shouldn't work that way, but unfortunately, yeah. it does. Well, I look how look at the defense. Yeah, that goes on when the you know the, look, the people that moved into houses that you know I think it was in Oakland. Yeah, not sure. You know, and there were oh let them stay, let them stay. Well, you know, if you let them stay, then it's going to happen. Somebody's going to break into your house and right. not want to leave. Yeah, these and, houses maybe were they weren't deserted, they were empty, but they weren't deserted. But it it it's that think a little bit down the road you know yeah. think of what happens if you do this what will then happen right. if you let this happen there was a and i can never i'm trying to remember where whether this happened when i was in maryland or chicago but i i think it was maryland when i lived in maryland there was a um uh, if it was maryland it was these you know um these like 7-Eleven kind of stores, right. but this one was, if it was, I think it was called hi's, Highs, H-I-G-H-S, and, and it was, you know, like three blocks from where the apartment I lived in. This was right after college, maybe actually, maybe during college, and this guy gets arrested. He went in, he stole some milk, and, you know, his story was the milk is for my baby and everything, and it, he was telling the truth. It, it, it really was, and, you know, Everybody felt bad for him and the store owner tells him, you know, you can come in once a week I'll give you free milk and then I don't know whoever owns Huggies or one of those things they get the whole of the story. Oh, we're going to send you, you know, diapers for the next 2 years for free. And he gets all these things and it becomes a very big human interest story. 6 months later somebody <laughs> follows up on the story. And the, the guy, the store owner at the beginning who gave free milk said, I, I got people stealing milk all the time now because they all think they've all heard this story. And they think yeah. if they do that, they're going to get the same thing. But I can't I can't give hundreds of people free milk. It was OK. I could give one. Yeah. And and that's what happens when you. it, it OK, so it's good. You want to be sympathetic and try to help somebody. But that's not the way to help them the same thing, you know, when if I see somebody homeless in LA, which is anywhere you look, I am okay helping the person, but I'm not gonna give them money because they're gonna use it for the wrong thing. Or 90% will use it for the wrong thing. But if you ask me to help, and oh, can you donate to this and donate to that? Well, if it's the right cause, yeah, I will because I, I want to do that. But we're we're doing all this stuff ass backwards yeah. and then wondering why does it get worse? Exactly. And that's what it gets worse because we're doing it ass backwards,
0: yeah. And then because it gets worse, the solution is to make it worse. Which right, yeah. it worse. And then the solution is to make it even worse. <laughs> but on that note, it's about time for us to, to wrap up. But I think just in, in closing the last two things I want to say before we, we sign off, you know, one of the frustrations I have among many with all of this is when we're talking about illegal aliens, they're not only are they committing a crime, they're also potentially displacing legal immigrants, right? So they're, when they come into the country illegally, they are essentially pushing themselves to the front of the line. So all the people that are overseas in other countries all over the world, they're now getting pushed farther in the back of the line. So how is that fair? How is it fair to someone around the world from any country that wants to come here that decided I'm going to abide by the laws of the United States before I even get there, they're being punished. Right. So that's one major reason to to enforce immigration law so that people have no choice, but to follow the law. And it rewards the people that choose to to abide by the law and to respect the country and respect American sovereignty and everything else. And the other major part of it, we didn't even get into, maybe we can another day, but it's amazing to me that, Biden and Saki and all these other idiots, they talk about bringing in millions and millions of people, right? Giving them work permits, giving them green cards, legalizing them, making them citizens, right? All that, right? And even if nothing else, bringing in millions and millions of people, they have to work. Even if you don't give them papers, even if you don't give them green cards, they're still going to work somewhere, right? So on one day they talk about that, right? Legalize everyone, amnesty, open borders, nobody gets deported, all that stuff. But then the next day they talk about how terrible Americans have it, right? Like Biden has the nerve to talk about, I mean, not that he really knows what he's saying, but the people that are pulling his strings have the nerve to have him say, Americans are struggling. Americans need help. You know, help is on the way, whatever else he says. It's like, okay, that's fine, but you're helping them by encouraging tens of millions more people to come into the country. So that, The people that are struggling to pay their bills as it is have to compete for housing and jobs and everything else. How how does that help, right? How does it help to flood the market? Forget illegal or not. How does it help to flood the market with more workers? How does it help to flood the housing market with more people trying to to buy housing? It it doesn't help anybody. None of this makes any sense when you, when you look at it outside of, the vacuum that they try to create with these, these certain things. So with that, I think we end for the day. We'll pick this up uh, shortly on another day. I'm sure the next week will be full of more nonsense and I'm sure we'll be probably even more upset the next time we talk. But uh, yeah, again, everyone out there, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you learned something. I hope you're not too frustrated, but if anything, Call your politicians, write letters, faxes, emails, whatever. We have to stop this. It, this is out of control. And Biden's been in office, what, three weeks? Two weeks, maybe three weeks? <laughs>
1: it's,
0: uh, it seems like an eternity already. It's so, hard to
1: believe you can do so much damage in such a short period of it's, time.
0: <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like It's almost as if they're trying to get all this stuff done before people start realizing what they're doing. But. Uh, on that <laughs> note we have to sign off but thanks for listening thanks for listening um, to us ramble we appreciate it uh, so this is Brian for Don signing off hope you guys have a good day and we will uh, we'll talk to you soon bye bye everybody thank you for listening please take a moment to rate and review us in your favorite podcast page. and please be sure to check out the show notes for any information you might have missed Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.